Hello, everyone. Welcome to Money Minute with Margarita. We are here to learn about the best ways to save for retirement. And our guest today is Christian Simmons. Christian Simmons is a certified educator in personal finance and financial writer who has been with annuity.org since 2021. His areas of expertise include retirement income planning and Medicare. Without further ado, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Of course. So many times, I always personally think it's, there's no time like the present to save for retirement. But as we begin the new year, many people resolve or set a goal to save more for retirement. So what are some of the best ways to save for retirement? Definitely. I mean, when you're looking at some of the best ways to go about saving for retirement, I think some of the first questions to ask yourself are, where are you at in your life? Are you just are you in your 20s and just really getting into your career? Are you later in retirement looking to catch up? And really, once you sort of narrowed things down like that and how much you need to save, you can start looking at the how. How are you going to go about doing this? And really, some of the most common and some of the most effective ways, unsurprisingly, are retirement savings plans. If you have an employer who offers a 401k plan, there really are a few better ways to save than that. Um, your employers will often match your contributions in some situations, which is a great, great way to get a head start and really start building up those savings over the years. Uh, there are a lot of online, you'll find different things of retirement hacks and retirement tricks and things like that. But at the end of the day, there really are few options that are more effective than getting that retirement plan going for yourself. And if for some reason you do not have a job, maybe you're self-employed or something like that, where you don't have a job that offers you access to a 401k, your other option is to set up an individual retirement account for yourself, an IRA. And IRAs are very, very effective. Um, their contribution limits are a lot lower than that of 401ks. So you can't always necessarily save the same amount of money as you would if you had access to a 401k, but IRAs are still very, very effective. I believe the contribution limit was 6,500 for 2023. These accounts, the great thing about them too, is that you can also set them up to be automatically deducted from things like your paycheck. They can be very sort of out of sight, out of mind, where you choose your investment choices, they have tax advantages, and you can begin saving up that way. Super helpful. Thank you so much. This question comes up a lot. So how much do I need to save for retirement? How much does the average person need to save to retire comfortably? How much do I need? Well, it's funny because it does seem like one of those basic questions that a lot of people have and a lot of people sort of bandy about often. But according to the Department of Labor, only half of Americans have actually sat down and in any way actually calculated how much they need to save for retirement. So this is obviously an incredibly important thing, but it's something that half of Americans are essentially doing in the dark. And the truth is that what the amount is, there's obviously no specific dollar amount because everyone's circumstances are very different. There's a wide range of circumstances you might come across. And it can even be things as simple as what you want your retirement to look like. For someone, their ideal retirement might be just maybe living in a small home and your family, a quiet life. Maybe they've had an adventurous life and they're ready to just settle down and really have some relaxing golden years. For other people, their golden years really might want to be golden. They might want to be traveling to Europe and doing all these things they maybe couldn't do when they were employed or maybe they were raising children and really want to have all these great experiences. And obviously, if you want a more extravagant retirement for yourself, you'll need more money. So it really does depend from person to person and situation to situation. Now, the common rule of thumb that's cited often is that if you're saving 15% of your annual earnings each year from 
about your mid-20s to retirement age, then you should hopefully be set, and that should be an amount that can get you through retirement. But at the end of the day, it is different for everyone. And this is one of those situations where one of the best things you can honestly do for yourself is speak with a financial advisor or retirement advisor, because finance is tricky. It's difficult. And it can be hard to figure out all these things by yourself. And really sitting down and having a professional go over your finances can not only help you get on the right track and find that number, but it can also provide a lot of peace of mind. It, it, you don't have to worry about that you've made a mistake or you've miscalculated. You really can have that comfort of knowing that a professional has helped you come up with a number that makes sense for your plan. I like that. I mean, it does depend. And personal finance is just that it's personal. So what would you say to someone who said, oh, my gosh, like it's too late. I'm in my 50s or 60s. What can this individual do to catch up if they've had a late start? Well, it's tough. And it's something a lot of people do run into because when you're in your 20s, like me, I'm 26 currently, it's easy to look around when you're in your 20s or even early 30s and say, hey, retirement, that's decades and decades from now. That's the other end of my life. It's easy to put things off and say, oh, I'll start saving next year. And then suddenly next year's become next decade or two decades and you never got around to it. Or maybe you're someone who simply didn't have the means to save for retirement when you were younger. Maybe you were in a tough situation and you needed that money. But Either way, one of the most important things to remember if you do get later in life and you find yourself behind on retirement saving is, is it's never too late. Start saving immediately is really an option available to you. And it seems like one of the worst things you can do is throw up your hands in that situation and say, oh, well, it's too late for me. It's never too late to open a plan. And one thing to keep in mind is say you are in your, say, early 50s, mid 50s, late 50s, and you're realizing you really need to start saving for retirement there's a good chance you're in your peak earning years. Once you're in your 50s is when a lot of Americans are making the most money they've made. So you do have a chance to open a plan, open an account and start trying to catch up there. And there are useful things to take advantage of. Um, IRAs include catch-up contributions. I believe it's an extra $1,000 a year currently that you can contribute once you turn 50. So there are opportunities to catch up. And there are things you can do in your personal life as well. Already start cutting back on spending. Find ways that you can save and sort of transition into a lower income life earlier than you may have if you've been saving since you were younger. So even if you get late in life, it's obviously preferable to be saving for retirement when you're in your 20s and when you're young. But if you get later in life and haven't done that, there are absolutely still options available to you. Thank you for that. For individuals listening, yes, it's never too early and it's never too late. Where will your money go once you're in retirement? What are some, you know, based on your experience, the biggest expenses for folks to be aware of. Yeah. And like we talked about earlier, it is one of those things where the exact numbers of what the biggest expenses are for you might depend a little bit on your retirement. If you're someone who wants to be traveling nonstop, and maybe you've decided that in retirement, you'd like a villa in Italy or something along those lines, then traveling might be a pretty significant expense for you. So it will vary. But one that is true for the vast majority of Americans is healthcare. Healthcare is the big expense in retirement. There was a recent Fidelity study towards the end of last year that found that the average couple made need more than $300,000 saved in retirement exclusively for healthcare expenses. So healthcare is a major, major drain to be aware of. And probably second on that list for most Americans is housing. And all that goes into that. Housing is a major expense and it becomes a more significant expense when you're in retirement, too, for two reasons. One, you may no longer be bringing in income, so it becomes more burdensome from that regard. And also, as you get older, there are housing modifications that come up. You may need to add things like chairlifts or modified beds, modified bathtubs, all sorts of things that you may not be thinking about when you're in your 20s or 30s. But once you're in your 60s, 70s, 80s, 
become expenses. And that's one reason that a lot of people do consider downsizing when they're in retirement or nearing retirement. The idea of, you know, maybe this house you've lived in for 20 something years where you raised three children in, probably you don't need anymore. It might be too big for you. It also might have an upstairs that once you're late, really later in life, you might not need or be able to use. And a lot of Americans do take advantage of downsizing and finding a cheaper house and pocketing that difference. And that can help to cut into those expenses. But absolutely, healthcare and housing are two of the major, major expenses that you will come across in retirement. I love what you mentioned about right sizing or downsizing, because a lot of people might say, well, my house is like, I own my house, I paid off my mortgage. Well, how much is that paid house really costing you in terms of higher utilities and maintenance and so forth? So quite well taken. I feel like we could just have a weekly podcast just on this very topic, which is healthcare. How do you advise individuals on to handle healthcare and find the best Medicare option for themselves? Absolutely. You could probably have a, a daily podcast seven days a week just talking about healthcare and retirement. You still would not run out of things to talk about. It is quite the topic, but absolutely. Medicare is obviously a huge key to retirement. And one of the big things with Medicare really just comes down to knowing your options. It's a term that obviously I think a lot of Americans are familiar with, but it's one of those things that you maybe don't think as in-depth about to really understand all the nuances of until you're getting closer to, to retirement and are at the point where this is becoming part of your life. So one of the best things you can do is just understand the basics of Medicare. So the sort of, I don't know if you want to call it default Medicare, but the main Medicare when you hear that term is often referring to original Medicare. That is the Medicare that is provided through the federal government and it's divided into parts A and B. Part B covering things like doctor's visits, part A covering things like hospital insurance. And that is the Medicare that you become eligible for when you're 65. It's great, but it doesn't cover everything. And if you do opt to stay with original Medicare, which is provided by the government, there are likely some private plan options you may need to look into as well. It's pretty common for those who stay with original Medicare to also look at a Part D plan. Part D is prescription drug coverage, so it covers all those things for you, and that's kind of its separate add-on plan. And then you also might look at Medigap, which as the name implies, it covers some of the gaps that are left behind by that original Medicare insurance. So that's kind of, we'll call that your, num your first option. Your first option to consider would be sticking with original Medicare and then adding things onto it like a Part D plan or a Medigap plan to kind of bring that all together and keep your health care covered in retirement. Your other option is has two names. It's either Medicare Part C, or you might more likely would have heard of it as Medicare Advantage. It's that thing that you'll see about a billion TV commercials for every fall. And it's essentially, it covers everything in original Medicare. And then it also has included that prescription drug coverage. It includes some, some additional benefits, maybe something like a gym membership or something like that. So it's kind of everything under one umbrella. The catch being that it's provided through private insurance companies, not the federal government. And it does cover everything covered in original Medicare, but there are things to be aware of. There are stories out there about how sometimes different companies are harder to work with than others. And it can be, it can take a little more effort on your part to find a good plan that makes sense for you. Now, the federal government does rate private plans and you can actually look up their star rating. Each one receives a plan from zero to five stars. You can understand how good that plan really is. And this is another situation where healthcare is complicated. I, I feel like everything I just said was complicated. It's a, it's, a, it's a tricky topic and there are advisors and experts you can speak with who can sort of help guide you through this process and help you land on the healthcare option that makes the most sense for you in retirement. And it's an important thing. It's obviously an important thing and can make a difference, a serious financial difference in your retirement, making sure that you pick the option that makes the most sense for you. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for that helpful information. So now here is the opportunity for you to share how people can learn more about you, more about your work. So website, social media handles. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're looking for more of my work, you can check out annuity.org. That is where I work and it's where all of our great content is. We are a lot more than just annuities. We are a great personal finance resource, really everything that you're looking for from more information on annuities to financial literacy to your retirement income options, you can really all find at annuity.org and you can find my work there as well. So check it out. Whatever question you have in the finance realm, we are a great resource. Well, thank you so much, Christian, for helping everyone learn the best ways for them to save for retirement. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. 